0: It's dinosaurs from. <laughs> That's exactly.
1: A dinosaur,
0: dinosaur egg. Hell.
1: <laughs> and then we just play. What was that show? DNA. Was it called? Was the show called Dinosaurs from like the early nineties? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Dinamama. Yeah. 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 Instead of instead of our track, we Me just too. start playing the theme song from that. From
0: that show. Uh, we'll, clever girl, we'll, you well guys.
2: Done. Clever girl. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Noon 15 Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cole, and I'll take you behind the scenes of Noon 15, an independent band writing, performing, and recording original music. This season, we'll talk about the band's sophomore album, Finish What You Started, and get the story behind one song per episode, as well as the ups and downs of working around day jobs, babies, and band shakeups here in Ithaca, New York. At the end of each episode, you'll hear the song in its finished form. Thanks for listening, and welcome to Noon 15, the podcast. Welcome to installment number two of Noon 15's podcast for Finish What You Started. I'm joined this evening by Mandy Goldman, Sam Lupwitz, Joe Massa, and Phil Shea in the driveway of Sam and Mandy's home, with Harry Nichols joining us remotely. And while we're not quite finishing anything today, I think we're all ready to at least continue what we started. We've got three new tracks. These were recorded at Sunwood Recording in Trumansburg and then mixed by Samuel B. Lubowitz in his fancy-pantsy home studio. (laughs) (laughs) So my first question is, I've been hearing, we've been hearing these songs, I think all of them at shows and things like that for a little while. When were these recorded?
2: Ooh, back before Christmas of last year, December of 2019. So
0: pre-COVID, pre-anything like that. So
2: like two million years ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: life was normal. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I mean, I was going to elaborate on that with like, was everyone there at once or was it installments, but life was normal. So you were all there in the studio. Right. Yeah.
2: Yes. It was only in in finishing overdubs that we had to get a little creative.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the first song that we're going to be talking about today is Dinosaurs, writing credit on this one to Samuel B. Lupowitz.
1: A rain of solid rock is coming. You to found I'd never stop But now the new breed is unrunning you. Yeah. So give chase we run until you drop.
0: Right off the bat, it's a classic Lupoit's opening riff. What's what's this song about for you? What's going on here?
2: It's a companion piece to the tick, really. Um I I wrote it early in two thousand seventeen. Um so there were specific events that inspired it for sure. Uh I, Yo fuck Donald Trump. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can we can sprinkle those in throughout this. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and that's definitely
2: the sentiment that inspired the song. But behind your Sing. A of rock is coming. But it's bigger than him, too, which I know he's not the kind of person who likes to believe anything is bigger than him. It's about outmoded ideas and how people cling to them and and fight to force them on people um, and how those need to be eradicated and sort of the, like, maybe it's not like the brightest and sunniest outlook, but the, the ultimate, like, point of the song is that those old ways and ideas will all be swept away, one way or the other. It'll either be that we triumph over them through education and working together, and uh, you know, evolving as a species, or it'll be be uh, because we eradicate ourselves completely. So, yeah. <laughs> one way or the other.
0: <laughs> well, shit. That's on that note. That's uh, <laughs> nice. Oh, that night.
1: Nice. <laughs> Living thing,
2: I'm I'm hoping for the former. The song's about (laughs) fighting for the former, but yeah, uh, but one way it's that it's inevitable, (laughs) regardless. That's my that's really the hopeful message that I had that I was trying to get across through this song. A
1: rain of solid rock is coming, you devour and never stop. But now the new breed is outrunning you.
2: Yeah. I wrote this pretty early in the life of the band. It's been I'm really glad we're getting this out because I feel like it's been like it's been in the rep for a while. Pre it predates Phil. I feel like I've I've a lot of drummers have been through me <laughs> beating them over the head about this song. <laughs> sure. But it all it At all turned out three. it's not even the first time i remember even after phil joined the band we recorded a version of this when oh. we tracked oh, that's right, the yeah. other the finished what you started in the right. tick and and it was the the one of those four tracks that we were like i don't know no, it's not it's not quite there you know even though it's probably the oldest of them. I think getting into Sunwood after we'd had some more time to gel, the five of us, but also like getting into a big space where we could have big bombastic drums. Uh, the big bombastic drums have seemed to be the thing that really makes the song work for me. So.
0: <laughs> I know a lot of effort was put into that. Yeah. The, there's a recording that we hear just before... Uh, the vocal layering that starts at one point in the song there. Mm -hmm. You said this is a companion piece to The Tick. Yep. Is that the same thing? Yep. Are yeah, you going to tell me this time what it is or are you going to keep nope, leaving this hanging? still a mystery. Okay. okay. And,
2: right. uh, a mystery because we like to have some mystery in our songs, but also because if we said who it was, they'd probably make us pay money. So Ooh, I don't know. That's why it's very, it's oh, very masked. Oh. But yeah, it's just, it's an immediate continuation of the, the dialogue that's sprinkled into the end of the tick. One more thing that, you know, ties these. It's a noon 15
0: Easter egg. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> They'll
1: be listening to it backwards, trying to take all the effects off. 50 years
0: trying to find old movies to play it alongside to see right. if anything matches up Yeah, it <laughs>
1: matches up with Willy Wonka <laughs> and the Chocolate Factory <laughs> <of laughs> <in> millisecond <laughs> by millisecond it's uncanny really <laughs>
2: We recorded the basic tracks for these songs, you know, for this before the pandemic, Um, but we didn't... We finished it during the pandemic, and this is one of the tunes, uh, Harry's uh, very... In the best way, Ozzy Osbourne-like background vocals in the choruses <laughs> uh, we recorded in our backyard. And and I was telling you earlier, Dan, if you solo it, uh, the compression just brings up the sound of woodpeckers destroying the woods behind <laughs> our house. You can just hear it in solid rock is coming. <laughs> cool. You devour and never stop. Now the new brain Yeah, I was really stoked for that comparison. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, no, it's very, it's very like Mr. Crowley kind of (laughs) just like, mama, I'm coming home. thing with this song the thing that's always made it sort of a challenge even as we've worked it for years together um is that i've always wanted it to be both a hard rock song and an r&b funk song um and that's always been a challenge to find the right balance of those two things in the arrangement in and then in the mix ultimately like figuring out where you know between like tower of power or otis redding on the one hand and led zeppelin on the other like where's that happy medium where it swings and it's funky and uh uh, but also it's crunchy um so i was listening to a lot of the faces and and led zeppelin trying to find like who's who's splitting the difference right but the ozzy element was definitely nice put it uh, put that firmly in the in the hard rock corner (laughs) rather than the funk corner the, th- the Woodpeckers weren't delivering that uh, crazy train vibraslap <laughs> sort of effect. <laughs> oh, man, I should have I should have fired Jorge and just used the Woodpeckers as uh.
0: That was I, I wanted to mention that too. Jorge T Cuevas contributing on uh, on a couple of these songs.
2: Ah, I love it. I knew I knew I wanted Kunga's on this for the longest time. Again, that's taking you know, really bombastic drums, but wanting something to put it more in the funk camp and that was uh, it was a treat to have him and we'll talk about that some more, I imagine when we talk about Easy. His groove is so mighty. Um like he, I, you know, I knew I wanted him in particular because I've always appreciated like he's not like a drummer who plays some hand percussion. Like he is a, right. a hand percussionist um and and great at it and I love it. it. It took a minute to find a pattern that worked the way I wanted it to because when he just sat down and like laid something down over it it took the song to the Caribbean immediately the first couple of passes he did and I was like I think we gotta work something else out because it's just taking the song to a very different place you know I was
0: uh, you were struggling enough between with Tower of the, Power uh, and Zeppelin yeah, yeah
2: right right Tower Power and Zeppelin <laughs> like here, here left and right and then he went this total other direction where I was like oh I uh I wanted." do uh, like i'm we're it's a samba now and i didn't want it to be a samba um so we really worked it until we found like he really he he sits in the drum like the kick snare groove for the most part it's a much less intricate part than i think he would normally play um but just him adding little flourishes did what i was hoping for and just like the way he weaves in and out of phil's pocket is a, a really cool thing you turned down the harry belafonte knob slightly. yeah right <laughs> you know, it was very all of a sudden i was like oh daylight come and me want to go home yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my
1: god do you want a banana? <laughs> Turn down.
0: And Phil, does do you do anything differently when you know there's going to be someone else doing hand drums on a song, or is or is it like you're doing your job either way and and he adds what he adds? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, option B there. I uh, I didn't know at
2: the time uh, Sam <laughs> was going to be adding hand percussion, but I wouldn't have done anything differently. You know, um, it. Uh, I like to think I leave a little bit of space, and uh, you know, it's. It's all about balance, right? You don't want the drum pattern to step on like some other instruments' toes, and so you know, leaving a bit of room for for love and and
0: hand percussion. A little bit of room for love. <laughs> oh, you've you've always done
2: done exactly a little what bit of I room for. for Jesus.
1: <laughs> we always like to leave a little room for Jesus in our music. <laughs>
0: that, that's right. Can, Can I get you an can't name? Can't stand too close. There's the no dinner. room for
1: Jesus. What? We'll now Daniel for Jesus.
0: <laughs> That's right and if you could look at the number At the bottom of your screens and just give a little bit Just a little bit
2: Put a
1: little in the hat for Jesus
2: I don't like I mean, where the direction this is heading
1: <laughs> I don't know Joe I think that people That's what people have really been expecting from me Everyone who knows me My gospel record <laughs>
0: You're handling mixing everything at this point, Sam. Trying. Um, which is, and kind of the first album you had pretty much mixed and recorded on your own and engineered and everything, and this is taking something that was recorded somewhere else, and now as you build your home studio, right. working on this in it. So, I mean, how how's it coming, man? How's it coming along?
2: I mean, I'm pleased with how these turned out. I, I was I was saying earlier like these are the first ones that haven't been like i like mix them in quotes and then take it to someone who knows what they're doing more and be like okay but really like what would this sound like if someone who knew what they were doing did it um you know chris did that on on the last mixes um but chris recorded these which me i think i mean to be fair gave the the recordings were were especially nice because we were in his nice space and using his nice equipment and his uh, you know, skills as far as recording, so rather than me shoving us into a closet and setting up the microphones and hoping <laughs> for the best, it took a while, but I, I'm starting to get the hang of this to the point where when I present a mix to the band, I'm I actually feel like it sounds like a, a record we can all be proud of. So, but this for at least from where I'm sitting, so I'm having a good time. <laughs>
0: In kind of a more general sense than this specific song we're talking about here, but in the, um, what have you as a band been able to do? Really much of anything? Or Are you still kind of having to keep your distance and do everything pretty much remotely?
2: We uh, have actually been getting back together in you know in our yard around the fire and uh, when possible, and uh, we're trying to make sure that we have some music that we can keep sort of putting out and things we can do for folks even as the winter comes and we're not able to get together around the fire anymore. Um, But we have some plans that I'm excited about. Harry's been really coming up with some great ideas for that, which is good because I've been sort of like flummoxed by it.
1: And we all write, uh, you know, we all keep writing and recording, like at least we all keep writing and like sending shit to each other and like, Asking for one another's opinions and putting stuff in our like never ending Google Drive of demos. So, (laughs) um, we'll keep finding ways to record for sure.
0: Well, I know that one was pretty heavily focused on Sam, but I, that was was there much more you wanted to talk about with
2: Joe, Joe's guitars is, is heavy and awesome, but there's more of that to come. To. No, I'm not,
0: I, I had that as a note here at one point. Like, is it redundant to talk about how solid Phil and Joe are on a regular basis? I mean, we can just I can bring it up every time if we want to. But. With that, I think we're ready for the song. We have Mandy Goldman on lead vocals and tambourine, Samuel B. Lupowitz on Wurlitzer OB XD synthesizer, talk box and background vocals, Joe Mass on electric guitars, Harry Nichols on the bass and background vocals, Phil Shea on the drums, and Jorge T. Cuevas on congas, shakers, and the gong. It's Dinosaurs from noon 15. <laughs> ¶¶ For listening to the noon 15 podcast visit noon 15.com to subscribe and for more music videos and info on upcoming shows if you like what you hear tell your friends and leave us a review on itunes tune in next time for another trip behind the scenes with noon 15 no the geese i was gonna say if you're hearing anything as Aww. i mentioned we are in the driveway of- <laughs> no leave <Lisa> it <laughs> in <laughs> They're not actually that close. That's just Mandy. Don't, hey, hey, like, don't mama, call Mandy. Oh, I'm Mandy. working on. <laughs> 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 That'll
2: be when we cover tomorrow. Never knows again. That's gonna be the goose call.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's part of my pedagogy. My vocal uh pedagogy practice. Goose calls. Goose calls. Animal imitations.
2: Of course.